0: Welcome to Meet My Brain, a field guide to Asperger's. I'm your host, the Autistic Woman. This episode is about body language. It's well known and, in fact, it's been proven and validated for decades that autistics can't read body language due to their inability to recognize emotion. We lack a theory of mind. Wait, what? Let's see how this happened. So what is body language? It's defined as a type of nonverbal communication in which physical behaviors, as opposed to words, are used to express or convey the information. And so this includes facial expressions, body posture, gestures, eye movement, touch, and the use of space. Now, you might have heard that 93% of communication is nonverbal. Well, that statistic comes from a 1967 study. A researcher asked participants to listen to three different voices say one word maybe. Yes, just one word maybe. Does that give you faith in the research? At the time, the media misunderstood the study and spread this 93% idea. The researchers wrote another paper to clarify that this conclusion had been misinterpreted. I don't know about you, but I still hear it to this day. Contemporary research debunks the idea that there is a specific percent of communication that is nonverbal versus verbal. Traditional thinking is that autistics don't understand nonverbal communication. Nearly everyone's body language reveals emotion, and recognizing it is necessary for two-directional communication. Charles Darwin postulated that emotion recognition is an evolutionary process for survival. Where did the idea come from that autistics have problems recognizing emotion in others? There's an old test called the revised eyes test that's been used to evaluate a person's theory of mind or their ability to recognize emotion. And it works like this. The test taker looks at a series of black and white photos of a person's eyes. Then there are multiple choice answers to pick an emotion that matches the emotion they think it is in the photo. The test has been used in diagnosing autism spectrum disorder. Is the test reliable? Can emotion recognition be accurately tested using black and white pictures of eyes? Communication is complex. It involves the words used, the tone of voice, facial expressions, body movements, and more. What if a person isn't feeling well? I know that would affect my communication. Finally, there is new research, and it shows that non-autistics have trouble reading autistic body language. So what's going on? Does no one understand body language? Let's look at that. Social interactions are bidirectional, a fact that was overlooked in early research. We now know that autistics and non-autistics understand emotions. We know what it is to feel happy, sad, fearful, etc., so, is there a contradiction? If both neurotypicals and autistics recognize emotion, how did science get it so wrong? What were the studies missing? The studies overlooked that communication is not just about emotion recognition. Communication also involves emotion expression. We recognize emotion and we feel emotion. Neurotypicals and autistics express it differently. Our differences are in how we show or otherwise express our emotions. Our body language is different. Now to me, that feels so much better. The theory of mind premise has always bothered me. I recognize emotions in others and I've learned to understand expression for the most part. This theory seems to imply that autistics aren't able to read a person's mind in order to communicate. If theory of mind is true, then neurotypicals can read our minds, which makes them better communicators. Is effective communication about reading minds? So how about a conversation like this? A daughter comes home and talks to her dad. Hey dad, I just found out I'm autistic. The father says, why does anyone think you're autistic? The daughter says, I can't read minds. There's silence. Well, dad, I can read your mind right now. So maybe I'm not autistic. Okay, hopefully you get sarcasm. So let's get back to it. In my opinion, many autistics can read body language of both autistics and non-autistics. One way we do this is by watching people and learning what their body language means. I think neurotypicals do it that way too, by observing other neurotypicals. We know that every person has their own version of body language. So there are times when autistics and neurotypicals get it wrong. Many of us work hard to adapt to typical body language. We have to in order to survive. So maybe Darwin was right. Learning, interpreting, and even mimicking neurotypical body language uses a lot of energy. Mind reading seems impossible. We know from experience that neurotypicals expect certain behaviors from us and that we don't always meet those. In truth, all of us, neurotypicals or not, are likely to understand the body language of people we are around the most, like our family and friends. It's normal to prefer body language you're familiar with. It's easier. One of the things that is affecting expression of emotion is that we now wear face masks due to COVID. Masks are covering a major part of our bodies that we use for both verbal and nonverbal communication. The mask still allows our eyes to be seen, but seeing only eyes is not enough to convey emotion. I recently overheard someone saying that she now exaggerates the expression in her eyes when she wears a mask. She was talking about what she could do with her eyes so people would know she was smiling. We're adapting. I don't think I have trouble understanding what most facial expressions mean. If someone's body language says they're sad, I might not acknowledge it right away. My analytical brain takes over and thinks, what are they sad about? Do they want me to know they're sad? Do they want me to ask them? How can I ask them without being insensitive? My brain looks for answers by accessing the files I talked about in the episode called Small talk. Our brains need to refer to the files it's created to tell us how to behave in a certain situation. I care about how the person feels, but how to express that care and acknowledge my understanding can be challenging at times. We all express emotion differently through our body language. Take for example, if you visit one country, you may see people who are reserved and proper. Use measured movements and a small range of tone of voice, maybe relatively quiet. They often appear serious and seem to choose words carefully. The first time you meet them, you might think they're unfriendly. Now in a different country, the people are very expressive. When they talk, it's like music. Their voices go up and down the scale. Their words run together. They speak very loudly and animated when emotional. They use their hands and arms and faces in a strong, obvious way. The first time you hear them, you might feel they're angry. It isn't the words alone that communicate. It isn't the tone of voice alone that communicates. And it isn't body language alone that communicates. Learning body language is similar to learning a foreign language. Not only do people in other countries often have different body language than those of us who live in the United States, but people in the United States have body language that's different from each other. So I was determined to learn more about body language. So I did some research. Books I'd read just didn't cut it. So, I found a YouTube channel called The Behavior Panel. It's actually quite fascinating. The panel has four experts in body language. Two of them served in the military as interrogators. All four are recognized as the best in their field. The videos on YouTube consist of a clip of an interview, usually less than a minute, of someone famous, often involving a murder. After watching the video, each member of the panel gives their observations and opinions about the person's body language. It was interesting to see how they analyze body language. They can determine a person's emotions, motives, and truthfulness by things such as how the eyebrows move, whether there are lines across the forehead, and even what it means when someone licks their lips during a conversation. I think most neurotypicals don't have this level of understanding of body language. These are experts who have extensive training. What a concept! It takes extensive training to read body language. In one video, the panel analyzed an interview of Burke Ramsey done a number of years ago by Dr. Phil For background, Burke Ramsey is the brother of jean Benet Ramsey, a little girl who was killed in her home during the night. There were years of investigation, but no arrest. The parents, as well as Burke, who was nine years old at the time, were all suspected at various times. To this day, it remains a mystery. I first saw the Dr. Phil interview of Burke before I knew I'm autistic. I remember thinking as I watched it, Oh, he's innocent. No, he's definitely guilty. No, he didn't do it. Watching his facial expressions seemed confusing. This time, it took me only a few minutes to realize he most likely is autistic. Now, I can't diagnose him, and I don't want to mischaracterize him. For the purpose of this episode, let's assume by way of example that he is autistic. In my opinion, it takes someone autistic to fully understand the behavior of another autistic. I guess we have a theory of mind. (laughs) Not everything, of course, because we're all different. But some of the big ones, for example, like eye contact. Eye contact is a sensory experience and we know how it affects us. We know the why from having lived it. If we hesitate before answering, we know why. Body language experts understand the why of neurotypical behavior, including the physiology behind it. All of the panel members acknowledge that it's possible Burke is autistic. There were indicators in his body language. However, I feel they got it wrong at times to what was really going on. One thing the panel doesn't seem to know is that if an autistic is asked a question they didn't expect, the mind can freeze and go blank. For me, it's a process of what does the questioner mean? What do they expect? And my brain is picturing the options and figuring out an answer. When the panel saw Burke hesitate, they thought he didn't remember what happened when he was nine. Most people remember something that traumatic, no matter how young. I thought I could see that he was searching for an answer to an unexpected question, and with the stress of the interview, he did pretty well considering. I picked up on how Burke reacted when he was asked a question that he was taking literally. For example, if someone were to ask me, what's your best guess about who ate the last piece of cake? I know I'll hesitate and I know I'll have a strange look on my face. My visual brain gets activated Do they want me to guess? Do they think I did it? Was it meant as an accusation? In each interaction, we make assumptions about the meaning behind the communication. Autistics have experience identifying neurotypical expression. We watch for it, and to the extent we can, we learn it in order to navigate the world. Neurotypicals generally lack the same level of understanding about us. The mistakes neurotypicals make in interpreting my expressions have made my life challenging. In particular, I'm talking about the blank look, which has also been called resting face. I'll get into more detail about the blank look in another episode. We've gone from theorizing that autistics don't recognize emotion, lack a theory of mind, and don't understand body language. So we've gone from there to knowing that we do recognize emotion. We know we express it differently than neurotypicals, and we've had to learn it in order to survive. So, modern science is finally dispelling the myths about autistic communication. We need neurotypicals to be on board with that. Communication goes in two directions. Let's learn each other's language. If you have some thoughts about today's episode, contact me on at an autistic woman on Twitter. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Check out some others while you're here. I'm the autistic woman.